Hello, everyone. It's Camille here. And for today's episode, I wanted to talk about rituals. So I was watching this TED talk the other day, and the speaker kind of mentioned something interesting about how、uh, a lot of times we have rituals to feel connected to, to our higher selves, or to our better selves, or sometimes to feel better about things, right? And it made me think what kind of rituals do I have, right? That I didn't know were rituals, right? How do I make myself feel better? How do I cope? Right?、Um, do I have rituals that are, you know, in some shape or form different than, you know, just coping mechanisms?、Uh, maybe I have rituals for other things, right? So I kind of narrowed it down to two types of rituals. I have One, rituals that I do to kind of make me feel better, to cope,、um, to get back to that peak performance, Camille, right? And then I also have rituals、um, that kind of make me feel connected to that purest version of myself, feel connected to who I truly think that I am, right? To those, you know, things from my childhood. That make me, you know, I guess feel connected to that childhood self. So, I mean, this, those are probably not the only rituals that I have.、Um, there could be cultural rituals, there could be family related rituals, but I think from a perspective of personal rituals, those were the two types that I identified. So, let me elaborate on the first one. The ritual that I do when I need to feel better, elevate my energy so that I can be at peak performance. Now, I'm gonna, I kind of want to give you guys my ritual so that maybe it could turn on that light bulb and potentially help you guys think of what are some of the rituals you have, whether they're good rituals that, are, that benefit you. Or rituals that might not benefit you.、Um, I think, you know, socially, we tend to gravitate to some rituals for coping, such as、um, drinking, substances, and so many other vices out there that, you know, might not be all that beneficial if we lose control of moderation, right?、Um, I think, you know, there's. Multiple theories that, out there, but、um, there is one that states everything is good in moderation. So maybe, you know, your vices aren't bad themselves. Maybe it's just sometimes the fact that you might overdo it, you might overdrink, you might overindulge in、um, certain pleasures or drugs or etc. Right? So I think, you know, from a standpoint of,、um, Indulgence, we sometimes want to be careful, you know, when we overeat, maybe we turn to、uh, sex or any other of those vices that kind of seem to be the go to's for making us feel feel a moment, momentary relief, like a very temporary 
temporary relief, very short-lived. Um, now, now let's talk about my rituals. My rituals are kind of not aligning with any of those things. Um, maybe the food part, <laughs> potentially. But um, I think my rituals, um, to run you through kind of my... I guess my my own steps and my own system. Um, so first, it starts with self isolation and self reflection. I think you know whether that's um, being alone and thinking, or whether that's just completely leaving my environment, going to a different state, different city, different country. Um, sometimes I need to detach myself from my current environment from all everything that's going on that's demanding for my attention all those distractions sometimes i need to detach myself from those so that i can center myself i can ground myself and i can focus um i think from that right i indulge in some self-care right so after i kind of go through that self-isolation self-reflection I tend to indulge in self-care. Um, that might be just, you know, it could be physical self-care. Um, it could be sometimes just um, eating a meal that I really enjoy, spoiling myself, pampering myself. Um, something that just kind of gives me a little hit of dopamine, right? So, you know, one is detachment. The second one is kind of having something good that you're giving yourself so that it can give you a little bit of a dopamine drip, right? Now, from there, um, you know, I tend to also turn to uh, nature, right? Sometimes just being out in nature and uh, kind of indulging in things that make me feel bigger than life can help me feel connected to the world around me and feel like I have a sense of uh, self-efficacy and self-esteem that is uh, a bit greater than it was before, right? Um, and kind of a, a more higher view understanding. So that might be heights. I love heights. So you know, going to a place where I can see either just the bird's eye view of the world or going to a place where I can see the stars and just notice how the how big the world is. Um, so kind of going through a process that kind of questions um, your your really your existence. Right. And having a little bit of a, a moment where you're like, OK, um, the world is a lot bigger um, or, you know, this nature and, you know, things like that, that make you feel connected to the world around you. So that is kind of the next, uh, thing that I do. Um, from there, I, um, then get into a phase of education, right? So, you know, I've already done, you know, the self, self-reflection, um, I've done, uh, the self-care and I've done the uh, kind of the self-efficacy 
um, and the self-esteem rituals. And then now I kind of go into a uh, education, self-learning um, type of stage where I'm just learning information and I'm trying to exercise my brain. So I would read, um, I would um, watch informational videos, um, documentaries, whatever, and I would consume information to kind of have a higher sense of uh, learning, right? And and inform- and I guess some, I guess, feel like I am more educated than I was today and that I have grown as an individual, right? So self-growth. Um, I think all of those, right? Like I mentioned, self-reflection, um, self-care, and, uh, you know, um, kind of that self-efficacy, self-esteem, and self-growth, uh, all four of those, it makes me feel like I've leveled up, right? Like I've leveled up as an individual. Um, and sometimes when I'm down bad, when life gets really tough, I really need to feel like I've leveled up, right? Um, and I feel like, you know, to an extent, I'm really okay with those those rituals i'm very okay with those rituals and they actually benefit me um they they benefit me and they're also uh not harmful for you know my mind or body right so um of course i have you know everybody has you know certain rituals that might provide temporary relief but i think in the grand scheme of things um those are the type of things that i turn to now let me talk about the second type of ritual and that's the rituals that keep me connected to my childhood self which i call my purest version right so you know if the world didn't corrupt me and i was still you know i had the purity and the innocence of a child um i you know i wouldn't i would be a different person right I think, you know, our, our purest versions are kind of those that weren't corrupted, weren't, you know, misguided, that, you know, they're not, they don't have any of the bad habits um, that we have developed over time as adults. Um, they don't have the level of criticism and judgment that, you know, we have developed, right, as adults. Um and to an extent, there's certain rituals that I do to feel connected to my childhood self, right? Um, I think uh, one would be uh, cooking meals that I would eat as a child, right? So cooking slash eating um, meals that I would eat as a child that kind of bring me back, right? going back to my hometown this is probably something that a lot of people do is go back to their hometown to feel closer to their roots right um and then another one that i do is music playing music right doing things that i liked to do as a child and when i was a kid i really liked to play guitar so sometimes when i feel like i need to be connected with that childhood self right um i play guitar and I listen to music and sometimes I go see um, go see a an orchestra in concert or 
you know, and then to an extent, I think those things kind of help me feel connected to that childhood self. Um, something that I do that honestly kind of um, really, really gives me a high sense of gratification and really connects me to um, my childhood self is just sometimes taking a big risk, right? Doing something that I'm super scared of, right? Uh, I think, you know, kids and children don't really have a concept of uh, consequences sometimes. And sometimes, like, we overthink and we let these thoughts give us a sense of paralysis that doesn't allow us to move forward. And for me, sometimes I just gotta say, I'm gonna go for it. And I'm super scared, but I'm just gonna do it. I'll figure it out later. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just, and doing things that scare me and doing things that, you know, maybe I don't think much about the consequences. I'm not saying do it all the time. Um, I'm saying that maybe doing like, you know, if you have always wanted to go skydiving and it's fear that's stopping you, kind of getting over that and just forget about all the ways that it could go wrong, right? And then just focus on committing to it and going through with it. So I think to an extent, we are, I think it's beneficial to stay connected to childhood self, to be reminded of who we truly are and to also take care of ourselves and to elevate our energy through time right and coping coping is is this gray area <laughs> it's like i can't tell you how to cope right i mean there are vices and there are certain things that you can do right and if you do them in moderation you know it might not be bad it might actually be helpful if the benefit you're gaining um is larger than you know uh I guess the detriment of doing certain things or you know there's the other aspect of also having some healthy rituals in your life that might actually elevate you like going to the gym or eating healthier or reading or um you know watching a movie or you know things that might actually elevate you and elevate your energy at the same time and i think at the end of the day it's really up to you guys i mean every individual has freedom of choice and you know it's up to us to decide this is what connects me to myself and this is what is going to this is how i'm going to recharge this is how i'm going to elevate my energy so i can continue um to be and work towards um being closer to who i truly am supposed to be and that's <laughs> that's everything i have for today and i just i really wanted to share it with you guys so thank you for listening all right so in the previous segment i talked about rituals and i briefly touched up on vices right um and i kind of wanted to elaborate on vices uh in this segment now vices whether that be uh, overindulgence in uh, drinking substances weed sex um overeating candy social media right 
there's three things that we can do. We can either moderate. Everything's good in moderation. Type of theory. We can abstain. Cold turkey. Or we can substitute. Kind of using that energy somewhere else and still get the same gratification, right? And with certain things that provide us instant gratification, we always have to be careful, right? Because we might get caught in a little dopamine cycle where we want more and more and more. Um, So back to those three, right? Moderation, um, abstinence, and substitution, right? So those are the three things that we can we can do to kind of mitigate our vices now whichever you decide to do is really up to you i trust you guys to have the best judgment for yourselves Um, but i kind of wanted to go a little bit into each of those right um the first one being moderation right and this is having the ability to have a limit to certain things right having a limit to your vices so you know allowing yourself to drink to do certain substances, to do this, do that, right? And to moderate yourself, right? Now, because you do it for in one aspect of your life doesn't mean that you should do it in another, right? So if you are moderating um, your uh, carbs and the sweets that you're eating, uh, maybe that's not going to work as well with uh, drugs that are very addictive, right? So that's one thing to think about. And the second thing to think about is kind of what is my stopping point when you're moderating, right? Um, what? How do I know where's the point where I can stop and I can be okay and can actually, am I disciplined enough to hit that stopping point and take a step back. So if you are going to choose moderation, make sure that you can make those decisions, right? Now, the second one, abstinence, right? Sometimes it might benefit people to just abstain, right? Um, Decide that, okay, I'm just not, no drugs, not even going to look at them. I'm going to clear my environment of every single cue that might make me want to do um, this, this or that, right? Um, To kind of indulge in this vice, right? So um, I kind of get that from the book Power of Habit, uh, where uh, kind of explains... uh, cues and kind of those habitual cycles that we get into uh, given that sometimes we might see certain cues that will uh, propel us to um, indulge in certain habits right so you have to sometimes remove those cues like for example um, getting rid of all the alcohol in your house and also getting rid of maybe the uh, cups that you use to drink alcohol right because those cues might prompt you to do certain things um to drink right so you have to remove those cues from your environment um and so that your brain never really has that thought of okay i want to do this i want to do that right so 
that's that's when it comes to abstinence i think that's very important if you're gonna go choose to go that route right just keep that in mind third one substitution um substitution i think is one that might work pretty well for for some people um substitution right so instead of you know um sex maybe masturbation instead of um instead of carbs white carbs maybe mixed carbs um so you know instead of white bread maybe whole wheat right um instead of cookies maybe fruits right um instead of you know there's sometimes some low fat ice cream out there that you might find more beneficial to eat than uh regular ice cream and that might not have that much of a difference in taste right so sometimes substitution can work pretty well there's alcohol out there that kind of has this placebo effect where you uh do not have uh i mean you don't necessarily get drunk but it tastes just like alcohol and to an extent your mind kind of believes that it is so it's this, this level of, of placebo effect in there um so substitution can sometimes be a very appropriate way to deal with those vices right because you're essentially just shifting the focus from this and shifting that energy that you put towards this and shifting it somewhere else and getting a similar level of gratification right um and eventually you start getting used to that new level of gratification and you start getting into homeostasis where now you know for example i eat whole wheat and honestly i don't even think about white carbs all that much right um i you know i can eat uh brown rice and you know to an extent forget about white rice a lot of the times i still am a big rice lover i do have, have to admit um but you know kind of turning to those different things that still give me kind of that same level of gratification right instead of you know having lettuce eating spinach which has like three times the nutritional value i mean that has nothing to do with vices i mean if lettuce was a vice for me i would be <laughs> i would be pretty okay i'd be <laughs> um but you know certain things that you can make a, a shift and still feel like you're getting that level of gratification so kind of just wanted to touch up on that and Hopefully this supplements my previous segment where I talked about rituals and expands a little bit more into a holistic perspective of both rituals and vices and how sometimes they might work together and you want to limit those vices and kind of, I guess, amp up those rituals that might elevate you um, rather than amp up the ones that are going to hold you back. So 